Hello, everyone, and welcome to this joint YouTube live stream slash episode 136 of Alphabet Scoop for those who will be listening later on our audio podcast. As always, I'm joined by Ben Schoen, and this week we have our videographer, Damien Wilde from the UK, who is tuning in quite late, so thanks for that. Um, so these two people made our review of the Pixel 6 Pro, and we're here to answer your questions. Uh, but first, a brief recap of the Pixel 4 event. Um, honestly, it was as we were expecting the week before. It was just focused on the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 6 Pro. Um, we saw some cases. We saw a Pixel stand that's not yet available, curiously. A second generation Pixel stand that's not yet available. Um, but yeah, those are really the only product launches along with various new software features, but there was no tease of any kind. And I think in terms of in terms of them wanting to focus on the Pixel 6, that was the right way to do it. But it was definitely a stark departure from last year's launch night in and all previous made by Google events. Um, what do you guys think? Should they should they have done something more? I think I think the the kind of the hype was so high surrounding the Pixel Six and Six Pro that I don't think it needed to. I think it was just. I'm sure people in the comment section will be thinking the same. Like we just wanted the phone to to just come out. We wanted it to just be available. We want to. We've had it teased for so long that just having the release was enough of like an almost a finally moment. When can we pre-order? Um, Obviously, we've luckily we've had we've we've had some time with the devices, and we're going to answer a lot of your questions um, over the course of the next hour, hopefully. But, but just seeing the product in person, being able to have a tangible product that you can go out and buy is a really really major thing. And I know a lot of there'll be a lot of fans out there who maybe wouldn't have ever looked at a Pixel before were kind of really intrigued as a result of like the Tensor chip and the the really big camera upgrades. And it is a big shift. It seems like a really really big shift especially in public perception. At least that's what I'm getting from this side of the pond. I don't know if anyone else, uh, you guys are seeing the same from people in your like local vicinity. And yeah, I'm, it, it's it's exciting to have people interested in Pixel beyond the, the regular groups of people that you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Real talk. Have you seen a Pixel 6 ad in real life yet? Have you seen the billboard where you are? I have. Yeah, I have. Um, I've seen two quite close to where I live. Um, I live in the north of England in Leeds, so I'm not in London where it's all kind of happening. I have seen billboards in London, um, which is as you'd expect. But where I live up here in the north of England, there's quite a few already. I'm, I'm aware that there's some going up as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it is a big marketing push, isn't it? It feels like it, it feels like the push that Pixel needs. And it's good to see that like the product, the product does seem to stand up as well. It stands up to all of this marketing hype. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen any billboards around me. Um, in you know, I'm in a little bit of a smaller town, so it's not surprising. But I've also been locked inside of a house writing the review for a week. So <laughs> yeah. we're getting people in the comment section saying they're seeing them as far as uh, in Glasgow here in the UK, which is nice. in Scotland. It's really, really, really far north. Obviously, it's a big city at the same time, and there's plenty of people saying that they're seeing a lot of lot of ads and around. If you if you're going into the comment section and you see any, um, you've seen ads in really random places, let us know because that's the most intriguing thing. Seeing ads in like really ridiculous places that you wouldn't necessarily expect. 
phone boxes. That's a big one in the UK. Don't know if it is in the US. <laughs> mm, okay, so yeah, the advertise that's that's the ad- advertising campaign, and I'm sure they're going to keep going um, with these uh, like short teaser ads, uh, especially in the lead up the holiday season. Um, but do we want to talk about logistics of in terms of people getting their orders in? Um, the first people are starting to get theirs. Yeah. And how's that going for everyone? Uh, I, I think you've got retail units as well, Ben. I'm right in thinking that. No, my retail units, I think, are coming on Thursday. Okay, so my, mine arrived today. I got the Sort of Sage model. Uh, is it Sort of Sage? Sort of Sage. Sort of Seafoam. Sorry, oh, Seafoam. Sage is last Seafoam. <laughs> yeah, I'm confusing it with the Pixel 5. So I got the Pixel 6 in Sort of Seafoam and the Pro in what I think is a fantastic name in Nero Tempesta is the i believe that's a spanish one that is a phenomenal name google should have gone with that, that is much i haven't better. unboxed i haven't unboxed this yet but i have spent some time with the with the silvery what i would call milk model um so yeah if if you pre-ordered over the past few days in the uk i'm i'm seeing that the times have slipped originally uh shipping dates really do vary from kind of week to week and hour to hour for some people so last week there was i was told that my devices would arrive on the 28th um obviously it's now the 26th i'm going to check the date this is such as a time of the year but yeah we've gone from i I think if you're in a smaller region which obviously there are only nine regions where the pixel 6 series are available then i would expect over the next week if you pre-ordered after the event which was a bit of a disaster then you should hope you should hopefully you should hopefully if you manage to get through the checkout process it, over the next week, you would expect it. I know there's a few people that are commenting that they're waiting as long as late November, early December, and even some of the store listings are saying early January, but Oof. I think we were talking beforehand that that's probably going to change over the next four or five weeks until things kind of settle down. Um, but yeah, I'm sure a lot of people will be excited. If you're, gonna, if you're sitting on your pre-order now, um, there's a lot of good pre-order bonuses, especially yeah. in Europe with the Bose those headphones which are worth 350 dollars us around about 350 euros 350 pounds here in the uk um it's a lot of money to save on a pair of headphones which are going to be the perfect accompaniment for for the pixel which already has good audio options anyway and in the us and canada it's uh pixel buds a series if you or if you pre-order and that period is ending in like two days so i guess that maybe this is a mini psa but in addition to getting the pre-order bonuses, as you mentioned, Damien, I think mm-hmm. if people are waiting for Black Friday, like in general, they should keep in mind about how this year's uh, shipping logistics, not for, not for just Google, but for the entire consumer technology industry and honestly, everything, every single thing, every other thing might be delayed as you people get into December. I know in general people are advising that you get your Christmas shopping in now, and that's a bit mm-hmm. and that and yeah, it might be a good idea to just order it now because we have no indication about what the Google Store promo deal is, but I don't think it's better than ninety nine dollar Pixel Buds A series. I don't I think, think it's just just to in, just to interject there, Abner, I think that it's kind of one of those things where if you're thinking now. I'm going to wait until Black Friday. If you think the wait lists are long now, 
you're going to be waiting a lot longer through Black Friday to get the mm-hmm. Pixel 6 or the 6 yep. Pro. Exactly. So my advice would be, if you want this phone, take the, the pre-order bonuses, whether that be Pixel Buds A series or if you're in Europe and an eligible region for the Bose headphones, go for that now. In the grand scheme of things, you're going to have the phone for longer. You're not going to be sat waiting. We're not going to. I don't think this year we're going to see hundreds of dollars of discounts no. until maybe next next year. So, my my peer personal PSA is having used both devices. If you want them and you're very interested in them, then I would just say go out and buy them because you're going to be waiting a long time anyway. There seems to be a bit of a backlog, which is a good thing for the Pixel series. It's a bad thing in some ways for consumers, but if you really, really want one, you're going to have to go out and buy one now, pre-order one now, yeah. uh, maybe go pick one up in store if you can. At best in the US, I don't see it being more than $50 off, a $50 discount. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're doing anything drastic this year. Yeah, I agree. And on top of all that, too, the phones are so much cheaper than all of us expected. There's no way you're already you're paying more than you thought you were going to. No, no. Which honestly leads to another point. Um, at the start of August, when uh, Rick Ostro, who's in charge of Google hardware, was teasing everything, he told us to expect premium phones and premium repriced phones, I think was the phrase. And yeah. honestly, it, it's not that, especially with no, the Pixel not. 6. So just for some speculation, do we think that Google saw the reaction and change their mind and are undercutting themselves here or what's happening here because there's a great disparity between what was speculated and what actually is happening yeah i feel like it's more than a last minute change because some of this had to be premeditated specifically with the 599 pixel 6 the smaller one how it doesn't have millimeter wave in the u.s and that's you know that's the main thing that makes these phones so expensive now is that millimeter wave hardware is expensive and the chips that use that are more expensive. It, if they decided between August and now that oh we're gonna drop a we're gonna drop a model with no millimeter wave, that involves carrier negotiations and logistics changes. There's no way they pulled that off in less than three months. So I would say this was their plan originally, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to set uh, higher expectations. <laughs> He was uh, trying to, what is it? Over, over, uh, the under promise, over deliver, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, uh, it worked. I mean, it's it's amazing. When I heard the prices for the first time, my jaw dropped. Yeah, because I was expecting like eight ninety nine for the small one and ten fifty or ten or eleven hundred for the big one. So, yeah. So on that note, I think we should start with questions. Yeah, let's get in some. Let's dive in some questions. We've got a lot of people asking about the haptics um, straight away. Um, I know I have some thoughts. Ben has some thoughts, and I know that you're using the Pro, Abner. I have yep. the the six and the Pro. I'm, I'm currently using the the six, as I mentioned. Are you currently using the six as well, Ben? I just switched last night. I just switched last night. <laughs> So, so my initial thoughts of the haptics on the um, 6 Pro were that I had to tune them down a little bit. They seemed a little bit too much, if that makes sense. It, at their maximum, this felt a little bit rumbly, um, with, uh, whereas in previous Pixels, it, it felt you needed to have it at the very, very top end of the haptic strength scale. Um, but yeah, that for, for me, they are 
excellent, if a little strong at the top end. So I've kind of dialed them down a little bit when I'm typing. I only have them on the keyboard anyway, but the vibrations are really nice and crisp. There's a lot of like body to them. Uh, I still don't think we're quite up to iPhone level, but we're, we're, get, we're, we're slowly, slowly getting there. Now, a lot of people are concerned about haptics for a start. So I normally don't use haptics on my phones. It feels like my phone is breaking, mm-hmm. especially in the early years of Android, where the haptic set haptics were quite rough. I'm keeping them on with the 6 Pro, and I I would call it feels precise. That's what I would ref, that's how I describe it. It's much more precise than previously, mm-hmm. and I it's strong too. I definitely it's 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 definitely stronger. It, it feels stronger than past years, but at the same time, it feels precise. So that's my five seconds on that. What well, uh, what's your thoughts, then, Ben? I agree with Abner. It's definitely, it's precise. It's more so than other Android phones. I don't, honestly, I can't like remember enough about Pixel 4 and Pixel 3 versus this one, but it feels like it's in the same ballpark uh, of just, you know, it's the best on Android. Um, It's definitely the far cry from what the Pixel 5 was, which was a serious downgrade. Um, Yeah. So I I think you're 100% correct about the Pixel 5. I think, if I was to rank them, so this is, I'm only speaking for myself here. Um, I think it will go six pro and six almost on the same level. I think the chassis of the six pro gives it a little bit more body than the four XL. And then the, I think it's a tie between the five and the three. So there's your top three, essentially. Really? You put the five so the pixel, the it, it, and, Interesting. Yeah. I would kind of put it as that. I think the three was, the three was like that first one where I felt it was really, really good, but. Yeah, that's that's my rankings of it. Obviously, I, I'm not. There's no way definitive <laughs> is it. It's just my own opinion. But if people are worried about the haptics, you don't need to be. The six and six Pro haptics are excellent, um, and that in tandem with every other kind of user interface uh, kind of interaction you'll have is is going to be great. And the f- the feedback when you use the fingerprint scanner is nice. But we'll talk a little bit more about the fingerprint scanner and some of the issues that some of us have faced, which only I have. Um, We'll talk a little bit about that later on, but I think people, a lot of people, are asking about speaker quality, um, which has been for me has been a huge bugbear. I think the speaker quality is a massive, massive step up, um, thanks to the earpiece. Um, if I can just close that, the ear, the top earpiece speaker makes a huge difference with that downward downward firing tweeter over the um, the in display one that was on the Pixel Five. Um, it's almost night and day. Oh, yeah, the difference. It- which with the pixel to the the Pixel Five's benefit, it looked nice having uniform bezels as a finally somebody in the phone industry is doing this. But in practice, um, no, um, <laughs> it wasn't very practical. Um, there's no adaptive sound on the Pixel Six Pro, which proves that that AI optimization feature definitely existed last year to account for the. Um, speaker hardware i I think i think personally there's a lot of there's uh, if you listen to a lot of bassy music and you watch a lot like tv shows with kind of like low rumbling sounds the the combination of 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 the body of the phone itself because that's a conduit for the sound so if you're worried about um again there's a lot of people maybe necessarily worried about these things you don't need to be the speakers are great on the the pixel 6 and the 6 pro especially um, they get nice and loud. They're maybe not as loud as some of the 
some other phones out there, but they're very much to the top end of the scale. And anything I've watched so far, with the limited time I've had with retail units, has been fantastic. Totally, um, <laughs> totally random. I don't need. To, I, I, yes, totally random. But Sacco Registry, I watch Dune on the Pixel Six Pro. <laughs> of course, you did. Yes, I did. Those exist. <laughs> I can't wait to watch the next Christopher Nolan movie the same way. Some, someone's asking, are they as good as the Pixel 3? No. That is a very good question. They're not as good as the Pixel 3. Not even close. No. They are, okay, so, okay, so they are... The quality is good. The volume is good. The like it, They're good speakers across the board. But there's no way for a phone with a bottom-firing speaker... A single bottom firing speaker combined with an earpiece speaker, which is just physically limited compared to a normal speaker, to match what the front-facing speakers on the 3 and 3XL had. Because those were larger uh, drivers, they were had more space, and the way they were uh, pointed just makes such a difference, not just when you're looking at the phone, but even when it's just sitting in a room. It's, it's no contest. The Pixel 3 is definitely the best speakers of the Pixel line to date. Okay, so that's speakers covered. Uh, I think a lot of people are asking. Yeah, we just fire through. We've got so many comments. Um, so let me just take a quick look so that we're kind of the fingerprint sensor. Yeah. Yes, let's let's get the fingerprint sensor out of the way because I have some quirks with this already. So this is my first under display fingerprint sensor, um, having used Pixels exclusively over the years. Um, and I think the trick is, which I just took me a few days to realize, is that you have to keep your finger on the sensor until it recognizes. Because I've been so conditioned to like doing fast, a uh, fast touch of the sensor and letting go. But with um, UDFPS, you really have to keep it. You have to follow those guides that tell you on screen to keep your finger on on the yeah, sensor. You- you do on the pixel, um, which is what I've noticed. Like I've noticed it's very reliable. It's very like, it's consistently reliable more so than others I've tried. Um, but the thing is, yeah, like it takes a second to get in. Um, but like versus just to complete that thought, just to versus S 21 ultra, which is, I can literally just tap it. And most of the time it works. Like I don't even have to leave my finger there. Like I can just, and it's in. And if 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 my uh, viewing the video is correct, there is no bright flash of light. Is that? That's because the Samsung's using a ultrasonic, which is just sound waves, Merc- versus that one, which is using an actual camera. So as a, again, a first time user of UDFPS, um, it is so bright when yeah. it shines a light at night. It's I just use my passcode at night. It's unexpectedly. Yeah, that is that is something blinding. to know definitely. Yeah. If you are using the phone at night, so it may sometimes be worth using the pin code as opposed to the fingerprint scanner. And now I have some bad news for some yes. people out there. If, yes. you are a, if you are a screen prote- if you are a screen protector user, unfortunately, as I have found out today, some screen protectors do not play nicely with the fingerprint scanner on the, at least the Pixel Six. I haven't got a screen protector for the Pixel Six Pro. That works just fine. If you have a screen protector on this flat display. Uh, we'll be able to confirm this in future whether or not uh, other screen protectors that that are made for curved screens will work with the six pro. But for now, 
uh, I'm using, as I would call it, uh, Spigen Glasser, um, one of the few tempered glass screen protectors out there from a reputable brand. It, it is very, very finicky. It will sometimes work, It and I'm pressing quite hard. I've registered my fingerprint three times, uh, twice the maximum, and then reset it, reset the phone. Unfortunately, it's very, very kind of finicky. I'll probably take the fingerprint scanner, uh, sorry, the um, screen protector off. Maybe it's a problem with the screen protector itself. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, when the brightness is at full, it seems to be better. And sometimes when I unlock it unlocks within less than a second. At other times, it, it it can take seven, eight tries, and that's unlocking the phone with PIN code, relocking, and trying to use a fingerprint scanner. So that is that is something to know. If you're going to put a screen protector on from day dot, like I have done with the Pixel 6, be aware that some screen protectors may not play nicely with the fingerprint scanner. And because obviously we have no face unlock, you're going to have to be using your PIN or potentially registering your fingerprint multiple times and hoping that that works. In my experience, it hasn't yet. And I've registered my thumb on both hands multiple times. And it, it still is very, very um, kind of temperamental to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, speaking from the point of view of um, first time user of the, the sensor technology, I think I definitely prefer it on the front of the screen of the screen. Yep. Instead of, I'm still conditioned to like find it on the back, so that's going to take a bit of a transition period. But it's so much more convenient to not have if your phone is laying flat, you can just tap your finger instead of having to pick it up and find the sensor on the back. That is a world's difference, and honestly, it's convenient. Though I don't know, I might have wished that it's in the power button on the side, but that's neither yep. here nor there. Okay, uh, let's see what our, what our other biggest question is. We're going to try and answer as many many questions as you're putting out there. There is a lot of people in the chat at the moment. Um, the biggest one we have in at the moment, a lot of people are asking, is is going to be battery life. So we haven't got, I haven't spent enough time, and I know that Ben's the same, we haven't spent enough, quite enough time with the normal Pixel 6 to give you an indication of what the battery life is on this. My anecdotal evidence of what the battery's life is like on the 6 is it stands up to the 6 Pro, which has good all-day battery life. If you're a power user and you're on your phone, it's your only entertainment device in the house. Like any smartphone, unless it's got a 15,000 milliamp hour battery, you're going to have to charge multiple times a day. Yeah, That's just my two cents on this particular device. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. On the Pro... Okay, so Android 12 destroyed the battery screen, so it's basically worthless to reviewers now because uh, it re- it only resets after 24 hours, not after you fully charge the phone. Uh, that aside, uh, I was probably getting between five and seven hours of screen on time on average over the course of you know 12 to 14 hour days. Um, it's fine. I have no problems with the battery life. I had exactly one time where I needed to charge it before bed. And even then it just needed like a couple of minutes to top off on the 30 watt um, to get me through the night. No problem. Uh, I don't think most people have any issues with the pro whatsoever. As far as the regular one goes so far uh, again, I can't really give a lot of indication because I've only been using it for about a day over the past 24 hours. I've used roughly 50% of the battery and I've gotten four hours of screen time. So far today, I've been using it since eight, about 8 a.m. It is 3 p.m. and I'm at 
So it's it's pretty good so far. Yeah, that um, sounds very good. Yeah, it's I don't know if it'll hold up. I'll have to see through the week. Um, so stay tuned for you know our full review of that phone. But so far, it seems fine. It's at least on par with the Pro. Yeah, um, just anecdotally, um, I've been using it to make uh, two, three phone calls, the Pixel 6 Pro, uh, two or three phone calls since, um, let's say, 7 a.m. in the morning. It was at 100, and it's 12.10 right now, and it's uh, at 75%. Uh, while, we're, while we're talking about um, phone calls, uh, just as we're wrapping up the battery there, anyone's worried about the battery life, they're they seem plenty plenty big enough for most people out there. If you need to talk, if you're going to be doing a lot of smartphone gaming, I'll try my very very best to put this through its paces over the next few days with regard to gaming. Um, I will say that with cloud gaming services, they tend to be less uh, less battery intensive, even though they're battery intensive in their own way. Uh, that'll be the majority of my own personal usage, but I'll try my very very best to do some gaming testing to get an indication of what it is like in terms of like a day in the life of a mobile gamer um again that's difficult when you're trying to do these reviews because you can't set the time aside but for the most part i think the battery is pretty solid across both devices that we we know so far we'll have a full review obviously of the battery life of the pixel 6 in the coming days so yeah as it stands it seems pretty good but abner you sorry if i can say abner you just mentioned about phone call quality we had a couple of questions about um people using the what's the phone call quality like on the pixel 6 pro model it's well one call was uh pixel buds so uh, okay it's fine honestly it's it's honestly it's it's hard to think about in terms of how often you take phone calls without bluetooth headphones most of the time but um, well, speaking from my experience, but in terms of the the one call I had with just speakers, it's fine. Good. I I think that the earpiece speakers it's a big step up. It, oh, it's worlds of difference than the Pixel Five. Yeah, I should say that. So anyone anyone who's yeah anyone who's used the um, the Pixel Five, do not worry, you will be able to hear people on this. And you um, don't have to crack it up with that to the top valve. You don't like with the Pixel Five. You don't have yeah. to crack it up to the very top volume, and that's still not enough. Okay, uh, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, Ben. But if not, we'll delve back into the comments. Um, I think there was a few people asking about the ultra wide camera. Um, Actually, um, if we call it the. Uh, we could do sizing yeah. first. Um, if we want okay. to get into sizing yeah, sure. first, um, this is a big phone, and yes, I think is. my jet. I had time to play with the Pixel Six briefly over the weekend, and I think my takeaway is: if you have any concerns about the size, first of all, try to find a store in the U.S., Best Buy or Verizon. I think um, should have them. But definitely get a, ha- a hand feel because if it's if you have any concerns but for size, I would definitely advise you go to the Pixel 6. That said, um, having used the Pixel 6 Pro for a week, it's surprising how quickly you acclimate to the extra screen real estate. Um, I've been a small phone user my entire life, um, in terms of all the pixels anyways, and you do get used to a big screen, and watching Dune was delightful. Um, that large screen size. 
but yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's a big. I didn't expect it, but having this big screen was fantastic. But that's definitely not the reason I chose Six Pro. Um, that's the camera, which we'll discuss later. Yeah, I th- I think on that the the in terms of the sizing, this isn't the, even the six is not a small phone. No, it's thick. Um, it's thick. It's thick. I, um, mm. I don't know the exact. Do we know the exact weight of this? I'm sure we'll have it on a crib I, sheet somewhere. I, I don't will, have it to hand. I will get it up right now. But this this is easily uh, if I've I've come from the Pixel Pixel Five with a case on, and this is um, this is a Bellroy case, and this is this is lighter, um, which you kind of would expect. But the size difference is quite substantial. If I take the case. So off, the Pixel Six weight is two hundred seven grams, and okay. the Pixel Six Pro is two ten grams, two hundred and ten grams. So it's very it's very different. Yeah, one of one of the things that I had noticed switching from the Pro back to the uh, six was just that the weight difference isn't that much, but it feels very different just because of the f- dimensions of the phones. Because yeah. the Pro is bigger, and because it's uh, basically the six just feels very dense compared mm-hmm. to the Pro, which feels kind of what you'd expect. I wouldn't, but say that the Pixel Six Pro is significantly smaller. But it the for example the width is only um what there's only a one point one millimeter difference in width, and the height is around five millimeters shorter. It's it's not a yeah. great deal of difference, but I I feel like if you if you want the smallest phone possible, the Pixel Six just go for the Pixel Six if you have any concerns. Yeah, and the thickness is. Um... The th- it is quite substantially thick, I, I think, personally. Um, not in a negative way, because that just means there's more battery space, mm-hmm. which is always a big thing. We, we discussed before the battery is one of those things that it's like the Pixel down for a long time. So it's nice to know that they've all got sizable batteries in them. Whether that you sacrifice in a bit of width, it's, it's absolutely fine, I think, for yeah, most no, people. The Pixel 6, is it's dense. Uh, it is It is heavy. I mean, it is a heavy phone just in general. Um, and it is thick, but it feels nice. Like just the hand feel of it is very nice. And would you say the Pixel Six feels nicer than Six Pro in hand? Hundred percent. It yeah. and it all comes down to the mat rails. The yep. uh, it, it's easier to handle. It's got a little more grip, and the curved screen on the Pro makes it just a little harder to use in my hand. And one anecdote about that: if you're using the official uh, Pixel case with the Six Pro. It it absolutely negates the curved edges. It's, it's yes, it uh, does. It negates it. There's no point in if you if you like curved edges, using the case totally negates it. So keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, well, I was gonna say someone just asked about the curved screen on that note. Yes, uh, it's fine. It's no worse than anyone else's. Uh, I wish it wasn't there because these are the worst trend in mobile design um but it's it's fine it's usable like abner said if you throw a case on there you barely even notice it and on that on that i in the brief time i've been using the six pro i haven't seen any phantom touches and that isn't the case with the i believe the i don't have it to hand but the (laughs) s21 ultra i have some s21 ultra issues sometimes with the phantom touches on the sides yeah the touch Um, rejection is very good i will say that yeah, I think the touch rejection is pretty much up towards the top of the top of the 
the rankings tables. In your experience, is it too extreme, the touch reduction? Because I've had no. like five or so instances where I was tapping the edge and nothing happened. Hmm. Uh, it feels very balanced to me. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me take a look at some of the questions before we delve into the camera. I feel like that needs a little bit longer yes. to really talk about. Yes. Um, um, some, uh, one moment. Oh, well, let's talk a little bit about the tensor chip performance then. Well, I think for the most part, um, it's, uh, it's exactly not what I expected. I actually didn't expect it to be as good as it is, if that makes sense. I think that there is nothing I've wanted to do on my smartphone, although my usage is not necessarily the most intense. I haven't seen any issues with performance. I've not been, there's no point, there's no slowdowns. There's definitely a big jump between this phone, even the six and the six pro uh, versus the pixel five. If you come in from the pixel five, um, you will notice straight away. If you come from an A series device, the jump is more than big enough. The ca- it's quite a chasm. If you come from the Pixel Four, I'm not sure just yet. I will eventually compare them in a in, a, in an upcoming video and some and some written posts about that. But from the previous generation, which is probably a lot of people are, will be looking at, from five to to six is it's night and day really in terms of yeah. the, the performance levels. I. 100% agree. Last year, the Pixel 5, I could not stay on it just because after mainly once the betas came, it my performance absolutely tanked during the betas. Um, it's been better. I've since given that to my wife and she's totally happy with it on stable 12. But it feels, for lack of a better word, it feels like you're using a very fast Samsung flagship. Mm-hmm. But it also is a pixel, so the optimization is better, which means everything feels a little more fluid. There's no little jank in the animations. Um, yeah, it's just pleasant, the experience. It's impressive how Tensor is able to do this out of the gate. Uh, I would say the only thing I've noticed that's kind of weird on the performance aspect is that the uh, going from the Pro now back to the 6, it feels different. Um, and I can't, I can't describe it with like, a metric, but do you want, do you think that might be the display? Do you think that might be the, I do think, yeah, I think the 90 Hertz is probably a small part of it, but it does feel more like I'm waiting on it a little bit more and I can't describe it. It may just be because I'm going from, you know, the top tier to a lower tier, but yeah, I I can feel a slight difference. Um, but honestly, if I had started with the regular six, it still would have felt 10 times better than my pixel five. It still would have felt just as fast as my galaxy fold three. So in terms of performance, you're getting a flagship phone, no matter which one you get. And I think it's, it's great. It's great for the Pixel to finally be on this tier. Yeah, I think that anyone who's maybe worried about the 90 hertz versus 120 hertz as well, I think the leap isn't that great. If you're coming from a device with a 60 hertz screen, uh, it's going to feel quite a bit different to go to 90 hertz because it is smooth. I have a lot of devices where I switch between 90 and 120 Hertz. And even I struggle to tell the difference between them. Uh, the QHD plus panel on the six pro is fantastic. It's as good as the, um, the S 21 ultra. I know I keep comparing it to that, but obviously that is the peak smartphone, um, screening on the Android side of the fence. Anyway, 
unfortunately, not, none of us can compare to the iPhone. So we'll try our best in future content to, and maybe in future podcasts, we might come on. And, I might come on and talk about that if I can get some time with one. But in terms of Android, it's, the screen is as good as it gets. The peak brightness is excellent in direct sunlight. Um, the I can def, I can easily say that the six with my time spent with the six, not that we have much bright sunlight in the UK. It's it's legible. The um, there's no screen glare as well, which is good without those curves. Um, I think the matte side rails as well really do help you focus on the screen a little bit more. I know a lot of people are saying that the bezels look massive, look huge. Um, but I think a lot of that is to do with the, the, the matte rails kind of framing the screen a little bit more. So they look a lot bigger than they probably would on um, from far away. When you get up close, it's, it, it becomes a bit of a non-issue. And I, I would be um, very surprised if anyone could point out a sub $600 smartphone with smaller bezels than this that isn't uh, 18 months old. So yeah, on the screen front, it's a win-win for me. It's just a pure win across both devices. I don't know if you've got anything to put to that. To that yeah, happen, I have but... nothing to add. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, let's have a quick look at the... Uh, I'll just quickly answer a couple of questions, queries regarding the performance. Anyone who's asking about freezing or bugs with Tensor? Uh, no, not that I, I haven't seen any. I don't think Ben has seen any either. I haven't seen anything I can attribute to Tensor. I, can, I, I have had a few apps crash and stuff, but that's probably just because of Android 12. Yes. It still does not feel 100% finished. It feels like it's like 95% of the way there. Um, but I'm still like I've had a couple of apps just refuse to work at, for random reasons. Um, but it does not seem like it's Tensor's fault. Ben, are you talking about a particular green app in particular? <laughs> Feedly, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I I got around it. It was it was mainly uh, with a login. So once yeah. I got around it, it worked. But yeah, it that was one example. Uh, Geekbench, the compute test was not working. Uh, it was also crashing every time I tried it. But yeah, it's. It, I'm pretty sure it's just Android 12 is not completely done, mm-hmm. um, and it needs a little more polishing off over the next security update or two. Okay, we, yeah, and just I know a couple of people are asking a little bit about the max screen brightness. I we don't. I don't have a nits uh, figure to to put to them um, to hand. Unfortunately, um, I'm not sure if any of you guys do. Uh. Not just on a quick Google, I think the, le- the around 800 nits is the is the highest. Okay. On auto on just auto brightness. Don't quote me on that, but uh, it's Google it's, not it's specify. yeah, it's fine. Okay. It, it's in day to day use. I cannot tell the difference between the Pixel Six Pro's screen and the Galaxy S twenty one Ultra screen, and genuinely, that's an achievement for Google. Okay, we've. Cover the screen. We're, we're good on. We're good on screen. We're good on the screen. So anyone who's tuning in now and always listen to the podcast after the fact, you've already heard all this. But we have covered the haptics. We've covered the screen. We've covered the design. Uh, the durability is very good. Um, we would still say, put your phone in a case. Never. Most people do that anyway. Put your phone in a case. Never. Even though, even though this is probably the most gorgeous color of the six series, in my opinion, the sort of seafoam. I'm still going to keep it in a case. Oh, I have uh, to add one thing. Um, how how sure. has everybody's uh, build tolerances been? Uh, last year, my five had that screen gap thingy. Uh, I can't see yeah, any I... screen gap 
on the six. I see, yeah, I see no issues. And I guess I should close to for the Pixel Five. Um, yeah, the screen gap posed no issues whatsoever. Um, no, oh, it is worth it is worth mentioning there is that antenna band on the six Pro. Yeah, uh, it's just your regular antenna lines on the top of the six. Um, your traditional, you kind of like a kind of slightly different color. Um, usually made of a different material, plastic or polycarbonate. But there is that antenna band at the top. It's less prominent on the um, I can't remember what this is called. This gray, gray black, uh, the gray black model. Um, so if you're really worried about that antenna band at the top of the six Pro, I would, as you can see, I've still got screen protector on. Um, go for the go for the black model. I think it's more prominent on the sort of sunny and the um, the white model. Stormy black. That's Stormy right. Black. What did I? What was my favorite thing? Nero Tempesta. That's what it should have been called globally. But yeah. So as people are asking, we've covered everything in terms of build quality, fingerprint sensor, haptics. Um, someone is asking a very strange question. I've seen this a few times online. Is it capable of doing video via USB C out? And I'm not sure if that is the case. I can test this over the coming days. Um, as far as I'm aware, I don't think that is the case with Pixel phones. Yeah, they usually, as far as I know, they usually don't support it. Um, and I don't, I haven't had a chance to test this either. I've been meaning to, but I haven't had a chance to test this either. Okay, just quickly checking, dialing back in. Um, for anyone who's asking about screen protectors, I did mention that I used the Spigen Glasser. It's got some problems. Skip back to that point in the video. Roughly within the first ten or fifteen minutes, um, but yeah, now I think we're probably onto the kind of the biggest portion. It's got to be the camera, surely, at this point in time, and then we can kind of have a, few, a little bit of random Q and A at the end. Um, you guys have been testing it a bit, a little bit longer than I have. I want to know your thoughts on the Six Pro specifically. That's the one I'm probably going to rock, and then any thoughts about the camera in general. I think I was the one who spent the most time testing the camera, <laughs> but um, it's it's great. It's a serious step up from previous pixels. Um, not just the hardware on its own, first of all, is a major upgrade, just going from 12 megapixels to 50 megapixels, but more specifically, a bigger sensor. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about using like uh, modern Samsung phones, especially like the Note 20 and the S21 was the bigger sensor. You know, you had natural bokeh in your shots, which looked great. Um, and now the Pixel does the same thing. And yeah, it looks phenomenal. The colors are still great because Google's processing is amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's a camera I have virtually no complaints about. Um, I think the only thing that honestly they could probably do with tuning down the processing a little bit in terms of sharpening. Um, it still feels like they're overdoing it because the pixel uh, older pixels, you know, had lower resolution cameras. So they sharpened it just a little bit more on the new one. It feels like some shots, not all shots, but some shots uh, tend to be a little too sharp. Uh, one example I had of that was I was, t- it was a picture of a tree that had the sun behind it. So it was doing a lot of HDR in that shot, but the leaves are just very over sharpened. Um, I think that one is in the review, but uh, it's one of those things you don't really notice at first, then you can't unsee. Um, but honestly, it's in terms of stills, it's the best camera on, on a, on a Android phone again. Um, in terms of everything else, 
it's every you know there's pros and cons to everything uh i'd say the s21 ultra has a little bit of an edge on zoom uh pixel 6 pro has its 4x telephoto it's a very good telephoto camera i've mm-hmm. enjoyed it a lot um but i think the 10x on the s21 ultra is still just a little bit better um the ultra wide is still not wide enough and because it's 12 megapixels it's you know there's it's not amazing um but yeah it's a good camera that's that's the best i can say it's just it's a good consistent camera yeah i think my my brief time with it has been the consistent the consistency if i can say it. i know that abner you you're this is your first time using a true periscope zoom lens yes true periscope zoom lens um i had the pixels 4 of course um but that wasn't that. Um, I guess the first thing about the Periscope um, approach is something that Ben brought up, that you can hear it shake. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. Here, actually, you know what? I can probably get it in the microphone here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hear that? It's just a little shake when you uh, move it side to side. It's only really present on the Pro. It's a normal thing for uh, phones that have OIS on larger sensors. It is a pretty typical thing. It just seems a little more pronounced on this one. To compare, this is the Mi 11 Ultra. I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah, you can hear it. That's a a less pleasant version of the same noise. (laughs) So yeah, the the Periscope, the OIS does cause that. So that's something to note. If you're hearing rattling, you're thinking it's broken. It's not as part of the camera setup. Maybe don't do that. Maybe don't do that. We're doing this because we can. And then the S21, yeah, the S1 on Ultra, there is some uh, rattling. And although Stephen Hall is in the chat telling us that the OIS on 13 Pro Max doesn't make a sound, that's fine, mate. You can go talk about iPhone somewhere else. (laughs) We're talking about the Pixel 6 Pro. I love all the uh, iPhone, iPhone owners are butthurt because the Pixel 6 is a fantastic phone uh, and the Pixel 6 Pro. To be, yeah, to be fair, uh, if I recall correctly, Apple does do their OIS just a little differently. I think it's the sensor versus the lens or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it's, that's fine. It's a, it's such a minor issue and you don't notice it. You Yeah, if you're taking a picture... Um, no. Usually, usually, when, oh, yeah. usually when the phone is active... And the OAS kicks in. It, it co- there's an electrical signal, so it shouldn't make that rattling rattling noise. If I can say it when you're taking those images and then you're using the video. Um, but before we get onto the video, I think yes. personally, personally, the Zoom, uh, the most recent update, has improved the um, the smoothness of the zoom between lenses. That's something that I think Samsung maybe does have a little bit of an edge over, um, but. I, I was pleasantly surprised at how smooth it, it will switch between lenses. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. That does feel better. I haven't tried it since that update came out. Um, it, it happened whilst I was using it. It gave me a little pop-up to tell me there was a camera upgrade available. Um, yeah. Mm. But yeah, it seems to work. It seems to work really nice. The smoothness of it. It's still not perfect. It, I'm sure with software updates, it'll get nice and smooth, but um, yeah. It, Anyways. Yeah. Impressive. Uh, the reason I brought that up is, again, uh, the reason I went for the 6 Pro is because I wanted the telephoto after missing that on the 5 and thinking it would be useful for photos of the past year. And, I mean, it's only been a week, but I enjoy taking, um, I enjoy taking uh, telephoto pictures. And in terms of 
having to do get to deal with this larger phone for that. It's not ideal, but I, I think I'm going to get used to it uh, to get the benefits of the a tower photo. I'm 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 as a people I'm start a huge, exploring the world more. Yeah, I'm a huge telephoto advocate. If you are a tourist or you go somewhere, you know the Apple pioneered the pinch to zoom. And that has become the go-to for people who don't even know that they have a wide angle on the camera. Most people will pinch to zoom in. And I think that the telephoto zoom lens is a fantastic addition, um, especially periscope zoom lens, because it seems as though Google's a little bit late to the party with the proper periscope zoom lens. But from in my short experience, and I'm sure Ben's the same, that they've implemented it really nicely. Um, maybe the S21 Ultra has a little bit of an edge at the far end of the zoom scale, but the... Um, it, for most, for the most usable zoom range, I think they're almost comparable from what I have seen so far, and we will be testing that in the next next couple of weeks. I'm going to have a comparison up later today about that. Actually, cool. Um, the the general uh, conclusion of that is the S21 Ultra is way better when it comes to distance, but if you're talking, you know, four to ten x. It's it's roughly the same. Um, I would say the only real advantage is that when the S21's Ultra's 10x lens kicks in, it's a genuinely good lens. Like it, I, I I think that's the best camera on the whole on that whole phone is just that one specific lens. But yeah, they're they're comparable, and it's 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 good to have it regardless. Yeah, it's a really nice addition. We've spoken a little bit about the 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 ultra wide. Um, but the actual sensor itself, um, it's worth noting that that 50 megapixel sensor will um, use pixel bin in to create 12.5 megapixel images. Even so, there is a nice, because of that larger sensor, there's a nice like kind of bokeh fall off. There's a lot of focus fall off area. So it gives you a little bit more depth than you may be used to on the um, on the Pixel 5 and previous devices. Um it's definitely quite stark, I think, when you first see it. Um, but in terms of like the the visual appeal, I think it's definitely got a lot more there. And I really, really do hope that Google can keep increasing that pixel uh, their sensor size um, because clearly they can. They've shown that they can use the larger sensor and apply the computational photography and still produce exceptional results with a new sensor. And without Mark, Le- is it Mark Lavoy? Yes, he's out. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, without even him. without Mark Lavoy, people will will be worried that things won't be as good. But so far, so good. Um, and I'll just dive into the questions unless you guys have got any other thoughts. How about software features? Um, maybe uh, is there any big software feature related questions? From uh, we've had a few about portrait mode. Um, portrait mode so far, what I've have tried with my dog has been excellent. I know that Ben's took some fantastic pictures of his own dogs um yeah and actually those weren't with portrait that's just the natural bokeh. i thought you took oh okay right so yeah, that's, that's even, tri- that's even tricked just me. that good yeah <laughs> that's even tricked me so yeah it's it, it's impressive anyone who's worried about the portrait mode don't worry about the portrait mode um it's as good as it ever has been probably better than it ever has been um some people asking about magic eraser um I've, not, I've been pretty impressed by it yeah yeah, I've used it a few times. It is genuinely impressive how quickly and well it works. 
Um, don't expect it to be actual magic, but in terms of, you know, removing a little object from the grass that you don't like, or yeah, just removing the people and streetlights from an entire street. It's genuinely impressive that it gives you something usable. Um, it, the best comparison really is Photoshop has a tool called content aware fill. It works the exact same way as the pixels, uh, in terms of what it can and cannot do, but the pixel does it in a 10th of the time and with none of the effort it is, it's great. Uh, like <laughs> I, I can't, I can't explain it any better than that. It's just a, it's a great feature that will be very useful for like social media sharing. This is totally random, but I, the thought I was having about magic eraser is how did Google train it? Because I, I know in the U S we have a lot of exposed power lines and I think that's not, not so much the case in Europe, right? It's more. No, I, I, I'd, I'd imagine. I'd imagine it, it, it's de- derived from that. But I, I'm sh- the tech. The tech's been around for a while. It's just. It's impressive how quickly the the camera is able to process it. I don't know. If, yeah. I'm sure that a lot of that's down to Tensor, but it's a hell of a lot quicker than um, the same feature that came as part of a recent update for the S21 Gallery app, the One UI Gallery app. That's a little bit slower. And I think the results are a, a tiny, tiny bit better. But again, I personally wouldn't use this often unless you just wanted to um, to uh, to really remove something that was that has ruined an image. Because um, sometimes you can see the outlines; it's not perfect, but I don't think it's yeah, intended it's to be perfect. But I know that it would be interesting to hear your thoughts. Do we think it's going to come to older pixels, or is it going to be Pixel Six exclusive? <sighs> I think it needs to be exclusive for a bit. My thing is, I don't think the Pixel 5 could do it in remotely the same time. Because even on even photo, on Photoshop on a computer, it's a processor-intensive task. Because it's, it's having to uh, figure out how to fill in that gap once you take something out of it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was stuck on Pixel 6 permanently. Um, if not, I could see it maybe on like the Pixel Four because that was the last one with a strong processor. Mm-hmm. But then, what's the point? I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a tensor only feature. Okay, so that's um, Magic Eraser. Someone is asking about the third party optimization with the camera in apps such as Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram. Um, I have yet to put an image on Instagram or take an image through the Instagram viewfinder app. I think if you're going to want to take the best photo anyway, apart from Snapchat, and I don't know how TikTok works. I'm far too old to be using TikTok. um, I would always take a picture externally and then upload it to to, um, Instagram and then um, Twitter, wherever it happens to be. I'd always take it within the, the main viewfinder. Uh, because you're going to get the best results that way. There's going to be some downscaling uh, and some compression. You just want to maybe have the best potential for quality on the service that you're going to put it on. Yeah, what what I can add to this is uh, Tensor basically re- brings back the uh, Pixel Visual Core that was in Pixel 2, 3, 4. Um, and if apps were optimized for that, they are optimized in the same way on tensor. At least that is my understanding currently, um, which includes Instagram and Snapchat. I believe Max Weinbach did a test with that and he was pretty satisfied with the results, um, at least on Snapchat. 
I think he was watching in here earlier as well. But yeah, it's uh, basically if it worked with a visual core, it's going to work the same on the Pixel 6. But yes, you are still going to always get the best results from the Google Camera app and then sharing it from there. Okay, so hopefully that answers questions on third-party camera apps. Uh, you, you can, yeah, you can take full-resolution images. Um, sorry, I'm not actually sure. If you mean 50 megapixel images, you can't take those in the Google Camera app as yet. And we don't know. Do we know if there's potentially room for that? I, I would hope there will be a pro mode eventually, but yeah. for now, it's 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 12.5 megapixel out. Um, I'm not sure if the raw image out is high resolution. Um, I'll have to test that. But the um, the there may be opportunities for certain applications, third-party applications, to process a 50 megapixel image uh, full out of the sensor. But for now, the Google Camera app doesn't do doesn't offer that. And I would I would mention if people um, if people want 50 megapixel images, it's worth noting that you're just going to introduce a lot more noise to your images because your pixel yeah. size is a lot smaller. So it might be fun to play with, but personally I will, I'll stick with the 12 point, 12.5 megapixel images. I'm quite lucky in the sense that, and obviously privileged that I have a dedicated camera that I'd use anyway for photos for really high resolution images, but that's just something to note. Um, other than that, I, I, I don't know why you would maybe want to take 50 megapixel photos personally, but yeah, that's I, fine. I, I agree. I agree. Um, I saw one question that just came through. Okay. That's uh, actually something we that were good to talk about is uh, natural language processing, which is one of the things that they were building up with Tensor. Um, I know the the main way I've used that is with uh, Gboard. It now um, automatic it not automatically it more quickly processes what you're saying. It uses the assistant to do it. The new um, assistant, uh, yeah, the big fancy thing that we released in 2019. Um, So there is, yes, there's an absolute improvement versus uh, with assistant voice typing. If you used um, enhanced voice typing in Gboard as a beta over the start of the year, it's that, that's back. But I think the bigger improvement besides the faster speech to text is how you can edit completely with your voice. There are custom voice commands for editing text. Mm -hmm. You can do it hands-free. If, uh, if it makes a mistake, you can use your keyboard and edit it. You can edit it without voice typing automatically ending. So that's a big improvement in terms of you can use it. Um, you can uh, Voice typing just stays on the entire time. And you can do a mixture of uh, voice dictation and using your keyboard to uh, make edits as necessary. Um, I, guess, I guess we can talk a little bit about the video uh, of the camera in fact before we go there we'll just talk really briefly about the camera features um there are obviously there's um motion blur which is an after processing there is um night sight has been done to death night sight's still as good as it ever has been there's the 4x and then 20x digital with with the uh, the pro models We've got the ultra wide at twelve megapixels, which is a slight step down. But we've got um, we've got some interesting post processing effects that are brand new to the Tensor chip. Um, I haven't used the motion imagery yet, but I just wanted motion to wanted to get mode. your thoughts. Motion mode, yeah, I wanted to hear your guys' yeah. thoughts. So there's action blur, and the other uh, the other one escapes me. Um, but 
basically the one where you can so i've been taking pictures of uh fast running water right long exposure yeah long exposure yes and yeah it works it's when i was taking it in this moment i didn't see anything to extend the time increments but um from what i had it worked so so you you think it's it's pretty good so far from what you've tried with it i'm guessing it's a really random one-off kind of thing that you do every so often maybe not all the time this makes the camera a bit complicated yeah it's it's a fun feature but it's a very hit or miss feature both of the modes um yeah like the action pan is the one that i thought was the cool the cooler of the two um i tested it out in two different scenarios mainly the first was trying to get uh the dog over here running around the yard that was a nightmare that turned out horribly um the better example was i took it on a bike ride and i took a shot of uh, my dad who was riding his bike towards me and that one came out pretty cool and that was more closer to what google's example was um so yeah it works in certain scenarios and others it's a disaster uh and long exposure i think is very neat um i think it's cool of like taking pictures of cars driving down the street and seeing the motion but I think the biggest issue with it is that it's completely automatic, so you can't uh, extend the time. So I was trying to take pictures, you know, downtown with cars driving by, but they were only driving at like 20 miles an hour. Yeah. So you yeah, could yeah, see yeah. where the car started and stopped in the frame because I couldn't extend the amount of time it was taking a shot. So I think that just hurts it a little bit. I am interested to try these out. Um, but for the most part, they're just supplementary to what is a good... I just want the, the main camera to just take good pictures, to be honest. that's that, I'm sure that that's what most people will be thinking. Is is the main camera experience good enough? I think that the, the 50 megapixel jump will be enough for most people to think this is quite a major upgrade. Um, I'm trying to think, see if there's any other questions on the main camera before we quickly discuss video and then take it last few questions and then wrap up because I've I'm aware we're very just ticked over the hour mark. Okay. Um, so in terms of like video modes, we're seeing that the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro maybe don't quite stack up against the likes of the S21 Ultra, even the iPhones from some previous comparisons. Where do we think it ranks in terms of overall video quality? Because I feel this is an area that Google really hasn't explored as much as it probably could do. In my test, I don't really focus on video because I rarely take videos, but it feel live HDR on video feels like it brings the visual appeal of the video up quite a bit, but I think it still has a lot of the same issues that most Android cameras have. And I don't know where to rank it because like I haven't tried like Vivo and Oppo and stuff in terms of their video performance. Um, if 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 Apple and Samsung are the two best, if they're the two to beat, I would say Google's not far behind them, but they're not. I wouldn't say this is like a dramatic catch up. It's more of a. It's a couple steps forward from where the pixels were. Okay, which is why I think they didn't. They haven't really focused on it much. Like even in the launch event, it was only a couple minutes. They talked about it. Yes, the, and as someone in the comment uh, comment said, yes, the dynamic dynamic range is the best part. 
visually again it looks great it's just that um i don't know how to describe it. like the bitrate is maybe the word i'm looking yeah, for maybe just isn't quite as good as what you're getting it's not as sharp as what you're getting on an iphone it's not as consistent as an iphone like yeah i think that's the best i can describe it i primarily as someone i wouldn't shoot video on my phone unless i was really really in a bind so i don't think i'm maybe qualified to outright criticize the camera on uh, video on a camera but here goes <laughs> basically basically for me it, it will get the job done if i want to take a short video it's absolute from my short experiences this afternoon and today it seems to be good so far if I was really, really worried about the video on um, my phone, I would probably genuinely look elsewhere. But the fact of the matter is, it's the entire package that counts, and the video is very is good. The autofocus is always very good. Um, the kind of I like the fact that the bigger sensor means there's a little bit more subject separation, um, which is I think is sometimes more noticeable in video anyway than image images sometimes. But yeah, it, in terms of like the 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 quality of the the footage I can't really complain too much, um, even though I would I'd more often than not bring out my actual camera itself. But people people thinking that the eight K video is probably not necessary really on a smartphone. You're not going to have many devices to play uh, play it back. It's a nice novel um, option for S twenty one owners, but realistically, you're not going to have many devices that can play back eight K, even let alone edit eight K video. Um, it would be nice to see Google add some more night video shooting modes. I think that would be an area where they could really excel. But I've, I'm yet to test that, so I don't know if you guys have had any thoughts of the night video capabilities of the the Pro or the normal six. If you've had a chance to test it, no. I, like I said, I just I don't take much video with my phone, uh, so it's not something that, that comes to mind while I'm thinking about this, especially during the you know limited amount of times we've had to test this. So, uh, but from what I've tested, I'm happy with it. It's good for what I would need, but yeah, it's not the best out there. That's just what it comes down to. Uh, someone's asking, can you use zoom in apps such as Snapchat and Instagram? That is a good question. Um, I can probably try and test that now on the Instagram app. I'm not sure if it will work seeing as I don't have the telephoto on this, but Again, most of the time, if you're going to use these, if you're going to use um, Instagram and um, especially, I'd always say um, use the um, use the default camera app first, and then just import it into Instagram. Uh, for Snapchat, I'm not really a Snapchat oh, user. Oh yeah, you can use that. Okay. Oh yeah, it's it's okay. So it's the best I can do there, but it will switch to the ultra wide, but it will also it's very clearly going to hit 20x here. So it yeah it um I don't know how much it's using the uh, telephoto lens but it's definitely doing the full twenty x. So hopefully that answers the question. Um, seems to be a lot of Snapchat users all of a sudden. Maybe Snapchat has Snapchat had a bit of a resurgence <laughs> over the last few years. It's probably been about it feels like a decade since I've last properly used it. Um, I think the only other camera question related to video is a four K sixty. Does the phone overheat and i need to run this again because i tried to do this earlier 
after four and a half minutes of video recording, it didn't overheat. And this is the normal six. If you're recording 4K60 video for longer than that, I'm not sure. I will try and put it through its paces over the next few days before um, we have the full review available. But after four minutes of recording constant 4K60, with hardly any moving subjects, really, to be honest, it was mainly of my ceiling, um, it didn't overheat. Take that with a grain of salt, though, because I live in the UK where it's quite cold at the moment, or it's getting cold. Um, if you live in a hot country, I'm not entirely sure. It, it, some of these things are very subjective. There's only so much information we can kind of give you. Um, but, yeah, I think that kind of covers the um, video modes. Um, the only other question that we're getting a lot of is India availability. I, unfortunately, we can't give you any information on that. That's completely out the realm of our um, knowledge. Um, would the phone work in India? Uh, you will have to check the bands on Google's support pages. Um, I'll try and get a link for that in the video description below um, for support pages for like bands from, from other devices. If people, you'll have to import the device anyway. You may have some issues. Luckily, there's no... Um, you don't have to worry about a uh, in-the-box charger, so you just get a cable. It should work with any charger you get anyway if you do plan to import to a country where the Pixel 6 series is not officially available. Um, and I think, um, yeah, that's it. I think that just about covers everything. So thank you for everyone tuning in. Um, so uh, we have our reviews, obviously. The Pixel 6 Pro is up. Um, the Pixel 6 is coming. You can also watch the Pixel 6 Pro video from Damien. And I would love it if everybody watched a fantastic 40-minute Android 12 deep dive, again, from Damien. So um, a lot of tips there, a lot of things and tricks that you learned. And then obviously any, and anyone who has already watched the Pixel 6 Pro video, go and read Ben's full written review. That is the video of that. That is a shortened version of what is one of the longest reviews, the most in-depth pixel 6 pro reviews you probably see on the internet so again i'll leave that in the description below for the video viewers out there i'm sure we'll be able to put that in the show notes of the podcast as well so sorry to interrupt you i had to get that in there (laughs) all good all all good for the plugs always good for plugs um so with that again thank you for tuning in Uh, we might do something with the pixel 6 in terms of this live stream it was really fun thank you for the over a thousand people watching right now um, maybe we'll do an, uh, another edition if uh, everybody likes it. Uh, but until then, thank you for tuning in. Um, you can obviously watch us on YouTube and you can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms such as Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Apple Podcasts. Or you can listen on our site at 95google.com. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Damien and Ben for joining me. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.